Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Time to talk some college football and some NCAA hoops. Bill Bender with us from the Sporting News at Bill Bender 92 is where you can find him on Twitter. You see him around uh, with national radio shows as well. Bill, uh, tis the season. It is March. A lot of spring footballs on the doorstep. How are you doing? Well, it's good to hear from you, and uh, that means we're inching closer to spring football. I hope you're well, and thanks for having me on. Well, appreciate you and, and your uh, undertaking not only the women's but the men's bracket as uh, Bill Bender and Sporting News Bracketology uh, we're smiling in in, the, in Lincoln specifically, but a lot of Nebraska with that uh, that hard to find road win for Nebraska. I want to start there before we zoom out on the Big Ten. As you've looked at Nebraska's resume for the dance, uh, what's your impressions of Coach Hoiberg and, and this squad? Yeah, they've done well, and they're hanging in there, and they've got a chance to really. Uh, get in the tournament, which is good. Uh, the the mid-tier of the Big Ten isn't what it normally is. I think there'll be fewer berths than usual, um, and that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, but Nebraska's sitting there, both men's and women's, got a really good chance to double up. There there aren't a lot of schools. When I do the men's and women's, i got to be careful not to mess up the records, but they're both doing well. Nebraska is now at 19 wins, 9-7 and seven in conference. They've jumped a little bit in the net and a little bit in Ken Palm with last night's win at Indiana. What's your take? What's your reasoning, not only as you look at the Big Ten, but uh, just around college basketball with, uh, with road struggles? And we've not just seen uh, your, your normal – you know, top 25 teams, we've seen number one go down quite a bit uh, and, and twice in the state of Nebraska, just recently UConn against Creighton and, of course, Nebraska knocking off Purdue. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the last couple days even, um, it, it's been wild. Uh, you know, you see Ohio State, coach, go out beat Purdue. You see UConn get routed. Houston's tough, but, you know, I think that's more of a tournament question with them. You always ask the same old question about them once they get in the tournament because of their style and how they like to muddy the game up a little bit. And then, you know, I'm going to tell you who I like, and I like UConn a lot. And I know they're not a, this other team. I know they're not a one seed. But, man, North Carolina, if you get them in the tournament with that inside-outside combination of scoring and the talent that they have around Armando, who's a double-double guy every time, that translates in the tournament. They're the team. I know they're not a one seed. I know we get caught up on Ken Palm and road wins and those kind of things. They're really dangerous, in my opinion. Bill Bender with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking some NCAA tournament. And, and Bill, it's been making the rounds on social media recently, the trapezoid of excellence. Have you seen this? Do you believe in it? <laughs> I don't know what that – what is it? I, 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 you're going to have to help me on that one. It's, it's teams that are producing a, a high net rating – 
and do not go too fast or too slow offensively. So you have a, a pretty middle of the road in terms of pace offense with a high net rating. Apparently, that teams that go and win the NCAA tournament tend to, and I'm thinking like nine out of the past ten years, fall into that trapezoid of excellence. I like it. I'm going to have to go take a look when I get off the air here. Uh, obviously, see why that matters. You want to control, dictate the pace of a game and, and have high offense and defense. And I just mentioned Houston as that defensive team. And I know, you know, who do we talk about every year? Gonzaga is probably the other way, right? That they like to push and try to beat you to 90, and they haven't quite win it. So there may be something to that line of thinking, and uh, I'll have to take a closer look. Yeah, the, the, currently as it stands, Houston, this comes today, it's from Ryan Hammer on Twitter. Houston is in the trapezoid of excellence, but they're almost moving too slow offensively. Uh, you look at other teams currently in the trapezoid of excellence, Baylor, UConn, Creighton, Iowa State, Purdue, Auburn, Tennessee, and Illinois is right on that line of the trapezoid of excellence. Well, it could be. Those are all, depending on the draw, championship caliber teams. I know with Purdue, and I know I can circle back to the Big Ten with Purdue, uh, their pressure won't start till their first tournament game, if we're being honest about it. I, I don't even think the regular season truly matters for them uh, other than, yeah, I, you know what I mean. Like, right. And then in the Big Ten tournament. But once they get in that first tournament game, given and I was there last year, when FDU beat them, you know about their tournament struggles the last few years, and, and the pressure to perform with Zach Eady and, and the guys around him is going to be very intense for the Boilermakers. But by what you just said, yes, they should profile like a national championship team. But yes, a program that miraculously hasn't been to the Final Four since 1980. Bill Benders with his sporting news, a little bracketology with Bill. At Bill Bender 92 on Twitter, he is doing bracketology for the men's and women's, and each week he'll have projections for you as uh, we uh, march towards March. What's your take on Creighton? The The Jays were uh, so close to a Final Four last year, a great Elite Eight run. There's been some smoke around Coach Mack, maybe with the Ohio State opening. All that being said, man, did they show up and just shoot lights out at CHI this week against UConn. But big picture with with Creighton, um, what what do you what do you see their path being here? I know draw is 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 key, but how far do you think this Creighton team can go? Can they equal last year? Do they have the talent? Yeah, I mean for sure. And then with the balance they have in scoring that win, I, what did I have them at this week? Low four, but they'll yeah. jump up. You know, they have three players that average 17 or more a game. I always like that. I always look at the these top 16 seeds or so. I kind of see how they distribute their scoring. That means more than one guy can beat you. And I really like that about them. And they did make that run last year, learn from that run, really easily could have won that game last year that they got knocked out. So I think Creighton will be in that discussion. And when you can put one on UConn like they did the other night, that shows that, that, that it could happen for them. Are they in the trapezoid of excellence? I'm sorry, you reeled off so many teams so fast. They are. I can't remember. Uh, U- UConn is they, in the trapezoid of excellence, and Creighton is just barely in as well. They're kind of similar to Duke, according to this metric. <laughs> I don't know if Creighton fans enough. will love that that comparison or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a lot like Duke. Uh, so are you, are you buying or selling Kansas? And I love Tennessee. I love Tennessee. I love how... 
dynamic they are, but I love how hard they play. They're, they're talented or as talented as some of the big dogs they've taken on, Bill, but they just outwork teams. And, and sometimes that's a missing component with uh, some teams that are super talented. There are a lot of scars for me with filling out brackets in Kansas, <laughs> so I can never tell you what to do with them. I know I had them winning it all last year, and my sporting news bracket that I always turn in at the end of the year or at the beginning of March Madness has been habitually a disaster, and I deserve, <laughs> my uh, readers deserve an apology. But um, I think they, they, they'll be battle-tested. A lot of those Big 12 teams that showed up last year and uh, they should be pretty good as they get into March. What was the back half of the question? Sorry, T- I, got, I got all those Kansas scars came no, up. No, it's, you just take a minute to, to, to inhale and exhale when we talk KU in the tournament. Tennessee, I love how hard they play to, to be married with that talent they have. And, and there's some frontline SEC teams worth watching, Tennessee. I like Alabama a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at their net Ken Palm combination. I know they played Tennessee, didn't go well, but they get another game with them. And Auburn's also playing well. And, and for me, when I look at the SEC, and this is, I'm guilty of this as anybody, I just, I start with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I don't care what their record is. I, I know when they got their talent going, you saw what they did against Auburn last weekend. John Calipari, he, he finds ways and, you know, they've had ups and downs in March, but I think this is a particularly big year for them in terms of what direction they're going under Cal. And that's finally become a little bit of a question, at least. It's Bill Binder with us here from the Sporting News, Hale Varsity Radio. And Bill, let's turn specifically towards Nebraska. And in the stat that always gets brought up around here, I don't know if it comes up in national media, Nebraska is still the only major conference team that has yet to win a game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're hoping to get that flipped this season. Does that mean anything to you from the outside looking in that Nebraska still has yet to win a tourney game? They're the only team that hasn't? Is that true? Among the major conferences, yes. Among, yes. The, the major Among basketball the, conferences. Well, I mean, then, then that can work in your favor in some ways. I go back to Northwestern a few years ago. I mean, the entire country rallied around them a little bit, right? So... It, well, Again, it was, it was Northwestern and Nebraska until that little run. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, you know, Nebraska or Northwestern obviously won that game. But again, with Nebraska, four, four guys that are averaging double figures, three guys that average five rebounds or more. Those are things that I look at. I, I know it's not like an advanced metric by any means, but I'm a simple basketball guy. I, I, I look at things like that. I'm like, yeah, you got some guys that can put it in the net. You catch the right draw, they ought to win a game. And I do, once that attention, that stat gets a little more attention in March, people will rally around them a little bit. I think they were, you know, man, my memory's fried right now, but were they close in the COVID year there, or was that Rutgers? I think Rutgers was the team that was trying to get in the tournament, yep. but COVID cut it short. Yeah, Rutgers got hosed. Nebraska won 23 games, finished fourth in the Big Ten, 2017-2018. And it was an NIT trip to, to Mississippi State. So Tim Miles, second to last year, was uh, was not good because the Big Ten was, was down. But uh, it's been a decade. It's been a decade since Nebraska's been dancing. And uh, Nebraska fans are, are hungry for it. A little bit more with uh, our friends, uh, Sporting News. And, you know, uh, Steve writes in here on the stream, uh, and it's a fair question here. Maybe the Big Ten middle is better than you think. 
many can beat uh, many uh, can beat anyone on their home floor, and and that's where do you side? Are you wowed by your conference's top teams and their road record, or does it say more about your league if your top dogs go to I don't know a team that's been in last place a lot of the season, Ohio State, and get popped? I mean, it's it's um, what side of the fence you're on. Bill Bender continues with this here. It is a good question. I mean, like like the SEC is probably getting nine. Is the SEC the best conference in the country? They, they the, have, the Big Twelve still holds. They've a good killed record? one another. How about the Mountain West? Big Twelve. Big Twelve's probably my, probably the, the top. Yeah, and then SEC's right there. I think the Big Ten is down for sure. For sure. I mean, I guess the the one slide I. Uh, think looks really bad is is how poor Wisconsin has yeah, played down the stretch because they could have been a two seed for you. Uh, Illinois, for them to be up ten with two and a half left and to slog that away last night at Penn State's kind of a joke. And uh, Northwestern's been pretty solid, but yeah, that middle Big Ten, Minnesota. I want to see if maybe maybe. Beyond Nebraska, I think I think Nebraska and Northwestern are kind of your final two with the cool. league. We'll have some more thoughts with Bill Bender. We'll get to some college football. Danny Burke is with us also next segment. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Bill Bender with us from the Sporting News at Bill Bender 92 is where you can find him on Twitter. You see him around with national radio shows as well. Bill, to college football we go. Thoughts? I know you're, you're way too early. Top 25 is out. Do you like what college football's done with this 7 plus 5? I have some thoughts out there on it now because and more directed at the conversation that was popping up about possibly going to 14 teams. I think that would be a disaster yeah. uh, if you don't watch the 12-team playoff first. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many unanswered questions with this for me. Like, one... You know, what are we, how much are the Big Ten and SEC going to dominate it? What value do the conference championship games have now? You know, questions like that. Is 12 teams too many? It's a good thing we're talking basketball, Chris, because here's a stat for you. Um, you know, you look at the college football playoff semifinals over the last 10 years. The average margin of victory in those games was 17.8 points per game. 17.8. You look at the... NCAA tournament games last year involving number one and number two seeds. And it was less. Mm -hmm. It was 17.2 points per game. So here's my theory, and you guys can run with this all you want. I think it's more likely for a two seed to lose to a 15 seed in the the college basketball tournament than it will be for a 12 seed to beat a five seed in the football tournament. Totally agree. You've got your top three to top five as we sit right now. And then there's a gap. Even uh, from five to eight, there's a gap. But the, the, the thing I, I look at on the other side of that is, on one hand, you have Liberty versus Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl this year, which was How'd that go close. for you? Not well. I, right. I didn't make it to the game. So right. Thank, he thank said God that, for me. He said, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but then you well, also have, you have yeah, Tulane ahead. against USC a couple years that ago. That was where fun. Tulane pulls it off. You have UCF against Auburn in the Sugar Bowl a couple years ago as well. There's been times in this college football playoff era, and maybe the playoff expanded 12 changes it with more on the line for these teams that are, are higher rated. But you've Ooh. seen these teams from the group of five quote-unquote conferences that have been able to go sting pretty good teams that moving forward would likely be in the college football playoff. 
Okay, so here's another dirty here's another dirty secret, guys. Cinderella, and you're talking about it. These next two years with the group of five are going to be watched more closely than ever because of what you just said. In some ways, here here's the dirty secret: Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, all those group of five darlings of the last ten years. What what did they do? They, they went to the Big Twelve. They yeah, leveled yeah, yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. and Cinderella looks to level up. Cinderella doesn't want to be Cinderella forever, um, and I think. That's another thing. If in the next two years, if we have two bull ga- or two playoff games that resemble what we watched with Oregon and Liberty, there will be a push to push them out. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's you're already kind of seeing it now, and I think that absolutely could become a thing, especially with the SEC and the Big Ten. Because let's not—they're going to get seventy percent of the at-large bids. What's going to stop those two conferences from wanting more? Sure. Well, and to your point, Elijah, great, great point with UCF and Auburn. We're all, we're all cheering Frosty, right? Great win. They went unbeaten. And th- this is not to take away from that win, but it was also 8-4 and four Auburn that really probably didn't give a damn about the Peach Bowl. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying with maybe with more on the line in the college football playoff, this changes. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and to, to Bill's point, uh, 17 point what? 17.8? Yeah. We just published the article. I'll send it to you, Chris. It, it, it kind of details some of these questions that I have because mm-hmm. I'm just not uh, – I think we skipped a step. I think we should have gone to eight mm-hmm. because I think four to 12 is pretty dramatic and there's a lot of things going on in college football right now. You and I have talked about them over the years. It's just you're asking yourself for a disaster. I mentioned those margins of victory. Here's the difference between the NCAA tournament and the college football playoff. When Kansas is beating Monmouth by 30, we can just flip to another game. Right. When, when uh, Oregon's beating Liberty like that, we're going to be stuck with that game for four hours be a lot of complaints when it happens it's time to start betting the ponies at the sports book elijah <laughs> some, of, some of us will flip over to the new ncaa football game and try to get uh, an alternate reality uh, yeah that's pretty good <laughs> Bill Bender with us here. And, and Bill, you and, and Paul Meyerberg both came on this show and said Husker fans are going to love this hire of Matt Rule. There was some doubt in Husker Nation at the time. Y- you turned out to be right. Husker fans have loved the Matt Rule hire and they're in love with him right now. And I want to get your outside perspective. Has he exceeded expectations through this first 15 months? Has he met them? Has he, has he fallen short? Where are you at with what Matt Rule has put on paper so far? Good. It's it, it met expectations, you would say, with leaning toward it'll come down to recruiting and to, to be able to land Ryle. And like I said, he, he makes, there are guys that make it easy when you're at the press conference where you're like, man, I like that guy. I want to root for him. Mm-hmm. And when reporters are, we're like that. Right. But it doesn't always, sometimes that coach will, will, I think in this case, it's going to pan out. And just the passion he spoke about coaching at Nebraska and wanting to be there. And being a football junkie, he's the type of guy that I would enjoy sitting down with, much like you guys. I wish our segments were forever. Um, <laughs> I could sit with, with Matt Rowe and talk football for three hours, and I think I'd be really happy. He'd probably let you. Bill Bender, uh, Sporting News, at Bill Bender 92. Bill, we'll talk uh, closer to Selection Sunday. You take care, and thanks for a few minutes. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk some college basketball. Let's dive uh, to the sports book. Daddy Burke with his Burke's Best Bets. Burke'sBeat.com. Daddy, we're a little tardy here. Forgive us as we wrapped up with Bill, but 
How are you feeling here? Do you have a, a good handle on some college action this weekend or some NBA? What are you uh, What are you looking at? Yeah, we got the NBA back in the mix. You know, we're celebrating the Huskers hanging on to get their first road win yesterday, so can't complain in terms of the hardwood. Hopefully we can make it a little bit better tonight. But, uh, yeah, I got a couple plays in the NBA this evening. Um, I can dish out one of them right now. I know we're about to hit a break really quick, but in the one game, well, actually it's in the same game, but I did bet a total for Utah and Charlotte, guys. I mean, look, uh, the adage could be that after the All-Star break, a lot of these players are a little bit slow to get acclimated back into things, maybe a tad lackadaisical. I think this game could be the exception, though, because you have two horrible defenses (laughs) going after it. Uh, The Jazz 25th in defensive points per possession and effective field goal percentage. You look at the Hornets, and they're dead last in both of those categories and half-court defense. Both of these defenses really struggle at defending the perimeter. What was odd to see was this total move from 232 down to 228.5, and I think it could be because of the line of thinking, as I was mentioning, coming back from the All-Star break, but... Look, a lot of these new role players implemented into this Hornets team trying to prove themselves, trying to play hard. So I think they'll be able to have success against a weak defense in Utah and the Jazz. Terrible defensively and offensively, they play tremendously better at home. They should be able to take advantage against the weaker Hornets defense. So I played over 228.5 for that matchup tonight. And this is just a quick aside. It's insane to me, the, the trend of the NBA now, where you look at 228 points and say, over. Yeah, that's uh, that's not that many points at all. Like, like That's just the trend of the NBA recently, and that's mind-boggling to me that you look at both teams having 114 points, and you say, yep, that's an easy over. Danny, we'll get your other play here on the other side, but real quick, about 20 seconds, tell folks about uh, Danny Burke and burksbeat.com. Yeah, like you said, burksbeat.com, the website, dishing out content left and right. Mostly write-ups is where you can find all of that type of stuff there, covering all the major sports. Baseball will be coming soon. In the thick of it with NBA right now, which is also what I covered on my latest episode of my podcast called Burksbeat, available on Apple and Spotify. Big discussion into the Futures Department. Very uh, highly recommend you listen if you want to get more into the NBA and look for some longer shot plays. Hang tight, Daddy. Back with us here to wind down a Thursday. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Daddy Burke is with us. Burke'sBeat.com. The pride of Chicago at Daddy Burke 5. Uh, Danny, uh, buddy Jeff, the pharmacist, wants me to go see Pearl Jam in May. Can you pick me a winner this weekend, a lock for college <laughs> basketball? And maybe, it, maybe. well, I can't bet here for Sunday, Nebraska, Minneapolis, and Minnesota. I, and we were talking in the commercial break, Danny. This this concert is in the MGM Grand Arena, and I'm, I'm thinking Schmitty needs to at least catch one Ooh. event there. Yeah, Schmitty's got to get himself. Schmitty, you haven't been to Vegas yet still, right? you got to make the trek out there. I have not. I need you to go with me. I need the pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, to go with me, and we need to beat our, our old buddy Tony George there. That way, uh, sorry, I don't want to go. If, if I, I well, go. you're you're coming too, but if I don't come I back, didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a party. We're all going. Uh, but if I don't come back alive, my wife will uh, no doubt tip all of you. So, but uh, but back to some winners. Uh, props have been nice. Is there a team you've been smiling about with college basketball? Here, we got a couple of minutes yet. 
Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, count me in for that Vegas trip. Absolutely down. I know we'd have a blast, and I would be honored to be there the first time you go, Schmitty. But, yeah, look, I mean, this Nebraska-Minnesota game on Sunday is going to be awesome because Minnesota, as we know, it's becoming more and more public about just how dominant this team has been against the spread. But now it's like an immovable force versus, uh, you know, whatever the whole saying is, uh, you know, going up against each other with Nebraska at home. I mean, which one is going to overcome the other? And you got to give the edge to Nebraska here because Nebraska losing that matchup on the road against Minnesota earlier this year. That is something in the back of their minds. Also knowing this is a win you have to have. Nebraska, I don't know what they're going to make them with the early lines. I would imagine they're going to be. You know, uh, probably, I don't want to say a small favorite, probably bigger than a smaller favorite, despite Minnesota being so good against the number. But, look, if you get Nebraska under four, which, again, I'm not ingrained fully into college basketball this season, so I'm not going to sit here and try to make the number and act like I know what it's going to be. But I would think that if it's something under four that you would have to lay with Nebraska, that could be a viable way to look to back them. Or, again, as I always say on here, I mean, basketball's so volatile, especially in college basketball, you're probably going to get a better number with them. But, look, honestly, I think the Huskers are set up for success this Sunday. I think they take down the top ATS team in the Gophers. That would be nice for Nebraska fans. That would be, Danny. And, Danny, before we get you out of here, I need to get your thoughts. Love the college basketball, love the NBA. In this month between football ending and the NCAA tournament getting going, are there any weird sports that you like to bet on with our last about 45 seconds here? Uh, you know, I don't really stray too far outside of the major sports. You don't like losing money. I get it. I get it. Like when it, when it really gets slow, you know, maybe a little bit of tennis, just based on the fact that some of my friends follow some people they respect and, you know, I'll occasionally throw a tennis play. What I will say, actually, another one would be I'm I'm slowly getting into golf right now. And then UFC, once you get these bigger cards, Mm -hmm. that's where I try to delve into as well. That's always a good one. And I know you're a big UFC guy too, Elijah. So, I uh, can't skip out on that on Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to collaborate. My roommate hit his parlay this weekend with my advice, so that's, that's all I'm saying. Danny will have Well, the... there's your ticket to Vegas, then. You already got yourself set up. Danny, Danny and I just need to cover ourselves. Yeah, Danny will have the chariot race picks for you on the next uh, <laughs> Burke's bets uh, at Danny Burke 5. Uh, Danny, thanks for squeezing us in. We'll we'll talk some uh, some college football. We'll talk some MLB next week, all right? Oh, yeah. Hey, sounds like a plan, fellas. Always appreciate it. All right, good stuff from Danny Burke. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Get the podcast to Hale Varsity. Subscribe and like YouTube, Hale Varsity YouTube. Thanks to Elijah Herbal. Thanks to Connor Clark, Chris Schmidt. Back tomorrow at 4, we'll be live at Southwest with Hale Varsity, a roadshow.